Ladies and gentlemen, hi and welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, Up Next. And on this week's episode, I'm joined by none other than Dubai-based photographer and founder of Dry Tape Medium, Tariq Abdelilah. Now, on this episode, we talked about how he went from being an engineering graduate to a full-time photographer, his views on working for free at the start, and other things such as how he started his own media company and partnered with huge brands like Porsche, and so much more. So, without any further ado, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Up Next. Tarek, hi, and welcome to the podcast. It is so nice to have you on. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to have you, man. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. Uh, like I was saying, you know, like I was saying before we started recording, I've been following you for a while, and I love the work that you do. So why don't you treat us off like we usually do here on Up Next, and tell us a bit more about yourself and what you do. Okay, sure. Um, so uh, my name is Tarek Abdullah. I'm a photographer originally, and um, I started around eight years ago, and it's been a journey. I um, did a lot of free work. It's uh, been difficult. <laughs> I don't know if you know the struggle being a freelancer and building up your portfolio, but uh, yeah, the beginning was hard. I uh, shot a lot for a clothing brand called Urban House DXP. They housed me for uh, for around a year, doing shoots for free. I honestly wanted to learn a lot working with uh, another um, videographer as well, which we kept doing that like every couple of days, just uh, getting collabing with models and stuff. And that's where I built like a decent portfolio. <laughs> and then after that, it's just. Um, uh, he started paying me like a hundred or something, and um, that was nice. Um, after that, it just um, I just started posting on Instagram, and then from there, I started doing community management, like more talking about talking with people, getting more involved with the audience. That's how I built like word of mouth from there. Um, uh, talking about building. Uh, building your prices. Uh, Like I said, it started with 100 dirhams. That was my motivation. And then it became 200 an hour (laughs) for a couple of years, and then 300, and then 400. And then at some point came 500. And then from there, get more experience, more experience. And then now I should I say how much I charge? <laughs> As I, you, can just, you can just say it's more than 500. Yeah, I know that's, that's very cool. That's very cool, man. Because I, I think uh, I've, see, I've seen this a lot with a lot of my friends that are freelancers or people that usually come on the podcast and they always say that it's really hard to start, right? It's really hard at the very beginning to build a name for yourself or to convince a brand or a model yeah. that you should be shooting their pictures, that you should be, you know, the one doing their campaigns while there are other people. And then this is why you end up, you know, sort of doing that unpaid work. And th- that is a very cool point, by the way, because this is something that I've done before too. I think we'll definitely talk about this and dig deeper into it a bit yeah. later. But for now, like, you know, uh, I want us to focus a bit more on the start, right? I, I usually do some Googling forward slash talking before, you know, I have someone on the podcast. And I saw on your website, which is very cool, by the way. I think it's true. 
Uh, what was your? I think it was Tarik.ab or something. Yeah, it's a very cool website. Tarikkb.com. Yeah, exactly. You just should check it out. Uh, and you were saying that you picked up a camera for the first time around 2015. Yeah. So let's start from there. Let's start about why you decided to start photography or like sort of what got you into it. Oh, that you want to go all the way back? <laughs> yeah, I, you gotta take it all the way back and then build up. Okay, so all all the way back, me and uh, a friend, uh, uh, his nickname is Drakubi, Hussein, and uh, Mazen, who, who is my partner now in Dry Tape. We used to film uh, YouTube uh, skits and YouTube stuff when we were kids. So we got familiar with the camera, with the mics and everything. And at some point, uni started and everything. So we parted ways. And then in 2015, 2015 I uh, remember I had a friend called Jamie who used to do light assisting uh, at the studio here in Dubai. And we were very close. And I, he kept telling us about how work is and his uh, journey with phase one camera and stuff like that. And honestly, it inspired me to like get back. And so I kept asking him questions. And then from there, I just... Uh, I don't think I bought a, f- a first camera. I, um, I, uh, Cornel, Cornel Vanzel on Instagram actually gave me her, uh, her camera. It's a Canon 6D and she lent it to me for a year, I think. So that's, uh, that's why I shot on. And then I bought my Fuji film after, uh, uh, Suran or Benhouse DXB paid me some money and I freelanced. So that's, that's the very beginning start. No, that's very nice. I mean, I think we, we always have to sort of give the start to give the people context. But then, you know, so you started doing this, you were freelancing at saying for Urban House. When did you sort of realize that this is something that you want to do for a living? This is something that you want as your job and not like, you know, something that you're just doing on the side? Because especially like, you know, in this region, it's a lot harder to like, that uh, like become uh, like you know like when you uh, when you're told of like your career options as a child like creative work in general is not always one of them right yeah it's more engineering medicine etc so how did you know that this is what you wanted oh i did actually study electrical engineering in uni. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so i i was studying electrical engineering in uni uh and then on my third year I, that's when uh, the uh, Jamie situation happened and everything. And I just realized, like, uh, I want to be a photographer. Like, I want to do more creative work and I want to get back on what I was doing before. I, honestly, till now, I'm procrastinating on uh, the YouTube thing and the videos. Like you see, I'm very bad at uh, talking and stuff. So that's why I'm, like, procrastinating every time. So, I know, man. Like, like, th- th- look. This is like, th- this is completely normal, man. Like, th- uh, this is you know your story. You get to tell it however you want to. Yeah. And like, at the same time, like, uh, it's very cool that you study electrical engineering, because <laughs> <laughs> like th- this is this completely fits it like what we were just saying, <laughs> like these. And I'm guessing you don't use your electrical engineering background. No, it's at home often. in my dad's uh, wardrobe. <laughs> 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 and this is like this is you still like you know to to, to be on peace with them still like you do a, a, a bunch of electrical things around the house yeah yeah i'm actually like what got me into electrical engineering is because my dad always made this like fix the washing machine fix the electricity around the house fix the ac since we were kids 
so I got like it's nice, and even my graduation project was uh, was um, ALC, uh, not ALC, what ALC, uh, robotic um, uh, robotic uh, cart that uh, carries luggage automatically and follows you around. So it was pretty nice. Like it's, uh, I was actually good at it, but not my thing. Now what makes me happy? Yeah, no, and I love that very man. I love that. Okay, so now you know you started after uni. You started doing photography full time, right? I, uh, and how was it for you early on as a freelancer? You know, just uh, fresh out of uni, not the most experienced in the world. But how was it for you? You know, just starting out there. Oh, it was actually difficult because uh, whenever, like in photography, um, I'm not the type of uh, I, I didn't want to get into photography as uh, uh, just as art, like just see, just uh, um, the what's it called, reflecting my imagination and my past or or a certain memory or something. I didn't just want to jump into it, carry a camera and just shoot. I wanted to be more technical. I wanted to learn the 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 basics first. Like I I uh, I did a lot of research about it, and um, at the beginning when I read I read and read uh, this quote. If uh, if if you want to break if you want to if you want to break the break the rules you have to learn the rules first you cannot you cannot shoot something in a Dutch angle and say it's art if you don't know what a Dutch angle is so you have to if you want to break something break know know the rules know the basics so I learned the basics and uh, basics of photography and then I learned cinematography uh, with the Fujifilm. And then uh, I went more into portraits and lighting. And then after that, geography and then now production management. So I went step by step. First, I tried to lock on all the photography aspects of it. And then moving step by step. So it was hard at the beginning, actually finding a rhythm to it. But till now, like I don't associate with a certain style. Because as long as it makes me happy, it makes me happy. And if as long as it's correct, it's correct. If I break the rules, I make sure people notice that it's broken for a reason. One hundred percent, man. And you know, usually we we go a bit um, deeper into more of like you sharing your advice and tips that you you know learn throughout your experience. But I think since you've touched up on this, I think it'd be pretty good to get some of them out from here, from this, what you were just talking about. So, you know, sort of with starting as a freelancer, fresh out of uni, gaining experience, and from all the things that you learned through that, what are some tips that you would give to people that are currently in a similar position? You know, they just picked up photography or they're taking it seriously and they want to do more with it, but they're not sure how. Um, technical skills or soft skills, though, like both. Um, soft skills, I would say, be prepared, and it's fine to fail a lot. It's fine to be embarrassed. It's fine to make huge mistakes, to forget your memory card, to lose it during a shoot. That's what happened to me <laughs> during a government shoot as well. <laughs> so it's fine to make mistakes and. It's fine to trip along the way, but as long as you learn from it and don't do it again, it's fine. Um, other than that, soft skills, I would say prepare prepare beforehand, make a list of equipments, 
that's more technical, I think. Um, yeah, honestly, soft skills be confident. That's more of it. Like, um, and technicalities prepare your mood boards, prepare your uh, your communication. Make sure you communicate along the way every detail, even if it sounds like it's common sense to you. Make sure you mention it. That's in, in production management. That's like rule number one. Even if it makes sense, just mention it. Even if you sound dumb, just <laughs> keep communicating and prepare your production sheets and mood boards. Like I said, your equipment, your memory cards, your batteries, everything. Um, make sure you're well rounded before you go to a shoot. Even if it's your personal shoots. Uh, something I also struggled with a lot and my friend kept mentioning is um, uh, sometimes I used to not give it my all during shoots. Like I treat uh, paid shoots like a paid shoot, which is not going to get you the the result that you're happy with. You have to treat your paid, sh- your paid shoots like your personal shoots, like something you can be proud of once you're done with it. That's uh, that's also a good advice I'd say to for everyone starting. Like, even if you're getting paid, even if it's a hundred, even if it's below your rate, it, like don't compromise quality just because you're not getting paid enough. You agree to it, just do it right. And a 100%. lot of percent. Yeah, and think there is a lot of also technical skills. Learn your cameras. Learn about your cameras. Make sure like if you see a scene, you don't just see it with your eyes. Learn about uh, learning about cameras means. When you look at uh, you need look around you you look in you look in focal length you look in you look in uh, settings you're not just looking with your eyes you see a scene you know exactly what settings I'm gonna use for this what lens I'm gonna use for this everything what composition I'm gonna form and sometimes in street photography I would say you let things be but if you're building a scene make sure you change it to how you like it one hundred percent, man. This is very cool, and you know, I really like the the quote that you said. That if you want to break the rules, you have to learn them first. It's yeah. very. I think this is something that I relate to in many levels. Too, so that's actually a good one. I I literally just wrote it down. <laughs> so that's really nice. Thank you for that. And now you know another thing that sort of um I, I would say freelancers in general, right? But I'm sure also photographers and people within the creative field started with is building the network of clients or brands or models or you know whoever that they can work with so what is sort of your tips or lessons learned along the way on networking to build connections with people so the next time someone says uh, oh i need a photographer or something that replies uh yeah let me let me call target for you or something like that to you know get your name up there oh okay so that's actually a good question (laughs) That's something I get asked a lot as well. Uh, basically, uh, part of being a freelancer is you decide when is your next pay is going to be. So to decide where your next pay is going to be, you'd learn, you, you'd want to learn how to sell yourself. And to sell yourself, you need to learn digital marketing, the new age, and traditional marketing, the old age. So traditional marketing is more of word of mouth, communities, going to events and putting yourself out there uh, in person. And 
just being there and digital marketing i actually took a google google garage course on digital marketing before at the beginning of my my career and it was nice actually it, i learned a lot it helped me a lot so what 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 uh, that's something also people should learn like digital marketing i wouldn't say google ads a lot or facebook ads because that's something if you want to monetize on a bigger scale you you would want to do that but if you're just starting uh, rely on word of mouth be genuine with everything you do like don't fake it you don't have to be nice to everyone because if if you're nice and the hundred other people are nice you're not going to stand out you're not going to be that person i would remember on when i'm sitting with my friends you want to be there you want to be in everyone's heads all the time um, i wouldn't say good or bad because that's what uh, that's later on but right now maybe good would be good it would be nice like uh, be genuine with everything you do speak to people don't uh, don't like uh, don't have a big head when people are DMing you just uh, reply to everyone be nice and uh, set boundaries but also be nice a lot when communicating with the, with doing community management like talk to people reply to them and eventually people will always remember you and also part of that is posting i don't post a lot but if uh, if uh, if uh, people know me i i'm always replying to dms whether it's now or later always make sure i reply to everyone and not just a gg or a thumbs up or something <laughs> like it's uh, i communicate with people talk with them make sure like make them feel like hey i'm your friend that's how you build like a good network where people remember you because at the end of the day everyone is either uh, freelancing or at a job and on today's age everyone who has a job that job is probably going to need media eventually is going to need content so if you're if you're in their head and their lunch break or when at an at a meeting they're going to remember you and be like hey I'm, i know someone So make sure you 100%. Yeah, you make sure you're uh, you're there, you're available to an everyone's view. That's what marketing is. And yeah, that's Definitely. What, yeah. I I I 100% agree with all of that, especially the point on like, you know, reply to everyone, don't think like, oh no, I'm bigger than like this project or I'm bigger than yeah. that project. Like you're not and at the same time like <laughs> Though, just like I think, a lot something that people don't realize is like you lose nothing from asking, right? Yeah. If you like, you genuinely lose nothing if you get a no. Sure, if anything, like especially on Instagram, I see getting to know as like a fifty percent positive, because in a way, if that person replied to your message, that means you have direct access to their DMs. Your message won't go through the requested, right? So the next time, who knows? Maybe they'll say yes. So if you want to see someone, for example, like. You know, working in PR, working whatever, and like, hey, uh, like, uh, I, I worked in something previous to this before. You know, so I've worked in something like this. Do you guys need someone for your next shoot? Yeah, yeah. Even if they say no, right? It's the the 50% of, you know, you having access to them through their DMs now. And at the same time, they can remember you for their next time exactly. they need someone. And 
even if they just say no and never talk to you again, you didn't lose anything. Like the message took like 20 or 30 seconds to type. It's completely fine to like get a rejection or like, that's true. And you know, like, like it shouldn't hurt your ego. It shouldn't, you know, it yeah. shouldn't be like, Oh no, I'm, I'm a terrible photographer. Cause <laughs> no one's replying to me. That's completely fine. Like, yeah. And, and you know, I'd also say like on top of that, work in a way for free at the start to learn and think of it as an investment yeah not really because like ask people if you can work for them for free like this is something an additional selling point that you can add uh this is something i did when i was 18 and i had to like message 100 people to get five to reply to me (laughs) (laughs) so that it's normal yeah that's true that's true until this day i'm still doing free work to be honest i uh I, I I assist out a lot of shoots of people that I look up to. Like if I if I see someone that I really love their work and admire their style and admire their 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 like uh, their experience, I just tell them like, hey, can I assist? And I actually even even now, like asking someone to assist them for free, I get rejected. <laughs> but I still try. Like I still find when they're free and make sure I'm there. Like I and. I try to learn. Never, never. Uh, like, like you said, consider it as an investment. And also about like the you said something about uh, speaking to people and not being afraid of rejection at the beginning. It's also something that helped me a lot. Like, uh, other than just being responsive, you can be reactive as well in your marketing. Like, um, for example, what uh, what helped me before getting to the point where people are messaging me is every time I meet someone, I introduce myself as, hey, I'm, I'm a photographer. Like I make sure that's how they remember me. Even when they save me in their phone, it's the photographer. <laughs> Tariq photography. Yeah, Tariq photography, photographer, photographer. Make sure uh, I, that's, that's how people see me at that point. So it helped me that's a lot. That's how you associate it. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, man. And uh, what's it called? I'd say also, like, on your point on working with, um, like, you know, photographers that you look up to and assisting with them. I mean, not just that you learn a lot, technically speaking, because you work with, you know, people that are some of the best in the industry. But at the same time, you get access to that person. So while you're shooting, for example, sure. you can have a break, grab a coffee, whatever, and ask them questions, right? Ask them uh, a thing or two, like, uh, oh, like, how how do you usually, you know, do this sort of thing? Or like, what advice would you have for me, X, Y, Z? And, you know, most of the time, if you're genuine, like, you build a, a relationship with them. And, you know, who knows, maybe they'd want to work with you after as well. So, like bench your ego for a while and take like the 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 little roles that you think you're better than but that's fine because on the long run it is such a huge investment and you'll get so much further ahead than people that are like no like i've been doing this for eight years you think i'm gonna assist on a shoot now or do something for free that's 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 not it people with the with the huge ego will never you'll never go further like from where you are you need to keep learning even when you're way like when you think you're making millions or a lot of when you achieved your dreams there's still more to learn like it's never it's never there is not an end to something you can always learn more you can always discover more and even even if it's not but like in your in your career you can discover in yourself like for me honestly when i when i 
before like at some point it became it became an obstacle where I don't know um, like I'm not progressing so what helped me is like learning more about myself as a person to know how how can I improve more how can I progress more like the ego problem and stuff like that like like uh, it's, it's nice to learn more about yourself and how you learn in general like are you a visual learner or you know, you memorize or stuff like that. So. Definitely, man. That's a really, really, really solid point. Yeah. And now, you know, I want us to go back to something that we said we'll talk deeper about uh, early on in the episode, and it was about your own company. So yeah. in 2020, also according to my research from starting you on your website, <laughs> you started a company called Dry Tape Medium. And you just mentioned that earlier that you had a partner, I believe his name was Mazin. Yeah. So how did that come about, right? Why did you decide to start the company and what do you guys do? You know, g- give us a little bit of a brief about it. Okay, so... Elevator pitch, 60 <laughs> seconds, go. <laughs> Damn, 60 seconds, what elevator are you on? <laughs> <laughs> true, very true. Okay, 15, go. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, we started it back in 2020 and it was... Uh, I was already freelancing before that, like I mentioned, and uh, Mazin, I think, has just graduated or something. I'm not, I can't remember, but we met in a cafe with, uh, uh, in a cafe, and we kept uh, talking about stuff, and uh, Mazin pitched um, uh, the idea of uh, the media company, and honestly, at that point, he's a really good graphic designer. I've learned actually graphic design from him as well, which I also applied in my photography. <laughs> and um, he's really good with also storyboarding and stuff like that. So we completed each other in a lot of stuff. Since he went to uni and I studied media and I learned it online. So he knows more what the technical like technicalities. And we just started it and they got us our first gig and we built uh, enough we got enough capital but we didn't understand business a lot so we made our first mistake also and from there we kept uh, learning and moving forward pushing forward from there um, the learn the name dry tape is the is the tape actually that they use in um, in paintings dust it's an article in it like you know, to bl- so you paint over it and then like that's this you is can, a part of the yeah the tape that you can write on basically yeah yeah i get is it, is you, it like something like when you're spray painting for example like you want to write a letter so like you put the tape in a letter and yeah. you paint around it yeah that's okay. the, the tape you use on canvases and stuff you know why I remember this? This is a very funny story. I'm completely exposing myself on here, but because I did a promposal in high school and my friend and I like spray painted t-shirts and he knew art, shout out Loai. So he like, I, I'm saying he knew art. That's a very broad thing to know. But yeah, like he basically, like we spray painted the letters on t-shirts. So this is how we did it. So yeah, it's a <laughs> little bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we used tape I think we even used normal tape that's why the t-shirts were horrible yeah but hey like better than nothing no it's either uh, gaff tape or dry tape <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we used tape. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah and th- that's actually a really nice story so it's sort of like both of you 
uh, completed each other in a business way, of course. Yeah, and then even <laughs> later on, we, uh, like, uh, I think in March, Imam joined us. Uh, so it's three of us actually in the company, me, Mazin, and Imam. So he's the marketing head. If you follow him, you'd know how smart he is in these things. So he completed that part of the business, the marketing and the technical aspect, the data analysis and all that. That's very cool. So where do you want to take the company? What was sort of like, what vision do you have set for it? Um, Based on like, you know, your own like goals and like everyone else's combined. Well, honestly, we want to like be that's anyone's goals like be the biggest media company in in the region expand globally of course but um, the whole goal to it like i know there is uh, there's different types of media companies which is like social the ones that handle social media there is the production companies that handle big productions um, i'm more into the bigger productions so that's something also we can look into in the future like opening like a full-on production company but right now we are a media company we handle social media accounts marketing and uh, graphic design and branding and all that so now we want to scale that to a bigger uh, a bigger space be more um, automated be more um, known for the quality not the quantity because i've no i know a lot of companies are opening now and uh, not throwing shade <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, it's usually like clients cli- clients usually just accept something if it if it's good enough it's good enough like that's what clients usually are like there is a standard in in content creation if it's good enough it's good enough like it works but sometimes if you if you want to go more for breaking uh, breaking that um, just making money aspect of it, you would get more creative content. You still make the the client's vision happen, but in a more creative way that um, that creates something impactful. So we're going in that direction, like not just good enough, because anyone can use Canvas to Canva, Canva. I mean, Canva to make content. Anyone can hire a 200 dirham photographer or videographer also not wrong shade but um, <laughs> just saying like um, no definitely yeah i mean the better it's also like let's say that you do something for a company and they post it if you do something just normal it'll fly you'll get your paycheck and then move on but if you do something really good then you know someone from another company might ask them hey like who does your work this is really nice or like you even see people like in the comments talk about this like oh the admin deserves a raise or like who who the hell yeah. you know put this together stuff like this so it, it's if anything it's also better for you on the long run yeah exactly it's uh it's good. It's good to have impactful content as well. Like keep focusing on doing the work, the actual work, and also like experience matters. So, like I mentioned, uh, there are standards to work. Like, um, if um, I've been, I've been on both sides of the table where I'm the client or I'm the one getting hired. So I know exactly how how clients perceive work usually sometimes it's just good enough sometimes it's the communication is like there is a lot of parts where 
communicating with, with when working with the client communication work quality team uh, budget a lot of stuff so when you hire someone with with experience and quality you get the communication you get the quality of work you get the smoothness you get you get a lot of stuff that you don't get when hiring someone without experience that just does the job good enough so i want to aspire to learn to teach teach clients and people more about that like it's not just it's not just because you take nice photos that means it's, it's going to sustain it's uh, there's a lot to it there's uh, there's a whole process to actually getting work done properly definitely it's more like you're saying it's more than just like you know being a photographer but you know what's the point of being a photographer if no one knows yeah or if, if you can't show your work to people in a way that gets them to want to work with you more and more often yeah. definitely and now you know something that i also think people can learn a lot from is mistakes and i love talking about this because it's not something that people bring up a lot like when you know for example when you see a like a very famous photographer pass by you in the street you wouldn't stop them you'd stop them right oh like you know what's a, what's your pro what's the the piece of work that you're proudest of or like what's the best project you ever worked on but it's very early they ask them what's the biggest mistake you ever made <laughs> even though you can learn so much from a mistake because odds are someone you know that is sort of doing something similar and just starting out will almost definitely make it so what is what is what is a mistake or even some that you made throughout your journey that you think people can learn from the biggest mistake i've made a lot of mistakes I mean, <laughs> it doesn't have to be just like the biggest but you know something that you think people will fall for a lot okay um i'd say the biggest mistake that kept happening for uh, for a while was communication like i mentioned earlier uh, like even if it sounds like common sense mention it because not everyone is thinking the same that's a mistake that i've been i've done a lot like just preparing the production brief and that's it just waiting for the shoot date but it doesn't work like that there's a lot to it um communication i think was a huge mistake that i did and another mistake was actually equipment checklist that's that's a big mistake i've made a lot i've uh, went to shoots for getting one on the card that's um it happened a lot that's something everyone does i think often stuff like this you have to do it at least like a couple of times yeah just to like earn the title of like you're just starting like, you yeah. have to remind people every now and then that i'm still new you know <laughs> But uh, like uh, a mistake that I've that, that I've done in my later on career, like like recently or in the past one two years, is yeah, I'd say communication, because that's uh, make or make make or break type of thing. It's not like losing a memory card or or losing footage or something like that. It's these stuff are like okay, it's uh, human human errors. But communication is something that you, there is no one to blame. But like it's it's something something where it's very in the middle. Like who 
who missed this communication? Was it the client? Was it you? And it, it, at the end of the day, everyone knows where the problem is. Like it's the communication. So 100%. That's something I'd uh, emphasize on a lot for people like. Definitely, man. And now, you know, as we're getting closer towards the end, I sort of like to switch the conversation from being more of, you know, about your work and more about yourself. Because, you know, it's one thing to present to people the photographer that we have been for like the last 35 minutes or so. But I always like to, you know, give people also an insight on the person so they can put the whole story together and sort of understand where you're coming from. So just a heads up, the questions do tend to get slightly deeper than the previous ones. And at the same time, uh, I just like to give this disclaimer. I probably stole these questions from other podcasts forward slash shows, but odds are that they also stole them from other shows. Probably. So it's fine. We're all the culprits. It's fine. It's fine. Probably, yeah. So first things first, uh, something that I really, really like to talk about is sort of someone's definition of success because it is wildly different. Uh, I mean, if there's 8 billion people, I think we just hit 8 billion like last month, which is insane. But if there's 8 billion people, I think there are 8 billion definitions of success. So I started, what is yours? This is my version of success. What is your definition of it? Like, uh, what do you think constitutes success? Um, the achieving your, achieving your uh, bigger goals or uh, smaller goals, I say. No, actually, achieving your smaller goals, that's small successes. But uh, success is something, uh, no, I don't know if my answers are too long. <laughs> but, no, 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 go for it, go for it. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, like for me, honestly, it's a huge topic because I've been, I've been, I've been, this was my dilemma since I was a kid. Since I was a kid, it's always been like, hey, I'm gonna die at 25. I'm gonna, it's either, it's either, it's either I'm gonna die or I'm gonna become, become a billionaire or have unlimited amounts of cash. Like that's no the, in between, no in between. And then, uh, like that that was that's my that's that was my goal and honestly it's still my side goal where just want to make it make, like not make it i wouldn't say make it because that's the very big i want to become rich as fuck <laughs> how can i say it therefore oh yeah it's all yours <laughs> yeah so i've been uh, money oriented since i was a kid like <laughs> just money money because it's been yeah, it's an easy come, easy go type situation with me. But uh, success is something you define and it will change by time. Uh, humans are very uh, adaptable. Like I would say if my success now is becoming a millionaire and I reach a, mil- a million, I would say my su- my next success is this. And then after I reach my next success, another. So it's never... It's never. It's a never-ending cycle of just wanting more. Uh, but being successful is being happy with yourself. I'd say that's the most important thing. Because if you keep aspire, if you keep attaching success to your next milestone, you're never gonna be happy. It's never gonna be. You're never. You're never gonna be full anymore. That. That's the point. That's when I reached 25. I realized that I was. I was in a very depressive mood where, hey. I'm not dead. I'm not a millionaire yet. So what's happening? <laughs> so I just realized like I cannot attach my 
my happiness to a certain goal. It's never, it's never going to happen. And I'm always going to be sad about it. So I found happiness in other stuff. It's not just success. It's a success is something very valuable. Definitely, man. And you know, this actually, like, uh, I, I thought of, in a way, I sort of predicted that this would be your answer because you mentioned earlier, like when you were talking about the, uh, sort of your style as a photographer, you said whatever makes me happy. Yeah. And then when you were saying like, you know, engineering, electrical engineering didn't really make you happy, but being a photographer, learning about this, this really made you happy. So I I mean, first of all, I'm really glad that this is like your approach. I think it's a wonderful approach to have because like you said, like if you link to a goal and like, you know, stuff can happen, right? You want to be a millionaire while well, the economy just tanked or like your company to shut down tomorrow so, and you won't reach the goal. So what are you going to do? Like, die yeah <laughs> like you're saying like die over a millionaire no like the, and you also like start to mention something similar when you're starting your answer and you're saying like the little wins it's the small things mm. it's like you know the typical cliche quote of it's the it's the journey not the the end <laughs> yeah. yes it's an over glorified quote but at the same time in a way it's true right like it's the, the little wins uh that one shoot you know d- developing a good relationship yeah. with this one client and so on and so forth that's true. That's true. Yeah. One hundred percent. And now the second and sort of last part of this is the uh, it's another question, and it's about describing yourself in three words to sort of tell people more about yourself, but in three words. And I definitely stole this. <laughs> it's okay, man. We all uh, plagiarize. Oh no, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine, man. It's fine. Honestly, like sidebar, but. The biggest shock about like finishing uni and like you know going into quote unquote three life, man, everyone plagiarizes. <laughs> there's yeah. no like plagiarism checker. I swear, <laughs> I no, like. <laughs> I swear, man, there's no like safe assigned to upload your work on. No, man, it's fine, <laughs> and it's like completely normal and efficient to do so too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are your you know three three words to describe yourself? Um, um genuine. Uh, indecisive <laughs> and uh, let's see the third one I'm not sure uh, the word in my head is passionate but uh, yeah I haven't thought about it <laughs> but it's just uh, I just like like if I want to describe myself I'd say just genuine to be honest I'd like to be genuine and uh, genuine, genuine, genuine. Yeah, I'd say that's <laughs> it. That's the essence of life. Like if that's what you, what people should aspire to be. Just be yourself, regardless of uh, the situation or the person you're speaking to. That's just one thousand percent honesty. Like th- this is something that I, something I one hundred percent agree with. Just. Be yourself, and sometimes being yourself is a lot harder than you know it should be. But just be yourself, and this is where like the good things will happen. Because people can read right through it too a lot of the times. Yeah, and uh, honestly, like something that I've realized about myself is I not just me, but other people as well. Humans change a lot. Like I said earlier, we adapt and. If, if I can describe myself now in three different words tomorrow, I might describe myself in three other words. But um, but as my parents always uh, taught me, you have to have a principle in life. You have to have uh, a base 
or else or, or else if it keeps if you keep changing every day like a human you'll you'll collapse you cannot you cannot sustain something you cannot build on something so something a base that i would say is being genuine and then uh, on top of that things can build and form the person you are now but uh, i wouldn't um, i wouldn't change being genuine to people to life to myself to my goals to everything but uh, everything can change people change 100% and this is like one of the best bases to sort of build on like you're saying it's like a very important principle that you can follow and it will help you adapt through that yeah. i want to add one more thing to being to being genuine so people don't so people don't intercept it wrong by genuine i mean uh being honest and true to yourself like if you do something bad be honest if you do something good be honest if you if someone else does something bad be honest about it like just knowing yourself That's 100% it. 100% thank you so much no thank you so much for joining me today thank you so much for having me absolute pleasure and uh, i wish you all the best in the future thank you man it's really nice having a conversation with you today. i didn't expect it to be this uh, smooth <laughs> but <laughs> yeah man i'm thank you like you know like you know how you were telling me earlier like there are questions to prepare for anything not at all like i always like to think this is just a conversation about your work and the stuff that you've been doing your entire life so you don't really have to prepare it's just there in the top of your mind and it's always nicer for it to just be smooth like this just just normal conversation nothing artificial just yeah. genuine exactly thanks man you're really good of course to be honest <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna keep this at the end <laughs> yes i'm gonna keep this at the end thank you so much Thari. thank you so much thank we appreciate you. it once again thank you so much for tuning in and i really do hope you enjoyed this episode make sure to follow me on instagram at the ali and to follow the podcast as well so you can know when the next episode is out and feel free to drop me a review and let me know what you think about the podcast and how i can make it better for you